0: Man, I picked the wrong game to miss because of uh, a neighborhood meeting I really had to to attend. Uh, So it's not like I chose to miss this game, but man, actually, at this point, any game is a bad game to miss. There's been a lot of kind of magic at Audi Field. It's wild.
1: Yeah, they they don't do boring. Resign from your ANC.
0: Uh, I'm not on the ANC. This was a civic association meeting.
1: Even more reason to resign from that. And Uh, enjoy the hedonistic pleasures of a soccer match.
0: Yeah. The other game I missed was the, I I miss Wayne Rooney magic in, 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 in particular, I've seen plenty of goals while I've, while he's been here, but I missed the buzzer beater as well. That one, because I was home with the kids while my wife was at the game, but uh i i w- saw that one on tv this one i just had to watch on replay so wait should uh, we not allow adam to go to any more dc united games i mean i've been there for uh, big wins i was at the montreal game i think yeah i was totally at that game i was at the first game that we won three to one i, mm. I was at the i've been at lots of games i'm gonna be at the game on sunday all anyway, right. that, that, people that'll people.
1: be the referendum. If if something bad happens, Adam is
0: banned. I'm not banned. I'm he is gonna, banned. I'm just going to put the, it up there. I'm not. The
2: banned. determining factor of whether DC plays well or not is not Adam's attendance. It's how many songs has Robin released, and the arrow only goes up. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, we've got now hard science, in my opinion, uh, <laughs> uh, linking this phenomenon. Uh, since Robin released one song. DC has gone, uh, I think it's like eight, three, and two. Uh, And since you released a second song, they've won four straight. Uh, So clearly, uh, this is going to stick forever. And when when does the album come out? Uh, 26th. So less than a week. So I I don't know if more than a win. um, If if soccer is going to. No, no, no. But what's more than winning a game? Um, Because we don't winning MLS Cup. No, no. But that's still just a thing. Like what goes beyond. I don't know. I don't know what these boundaries can be. Like, what is what is the equivalent of giving a team five points in the standing? So what does that look like uh, in, like, we know what a win looks like. What does it look like when uh, the world has decided to deserve many points for one for one night's work? I don't is know it what that looks
0: like. $5 million a year jersey sponsorship, as Pablo Mauer reported in The Athletic today, uh, could be in the works for DC United.
2: I don't think it's that uh, because I don't think that benefits all of us, but um, true, that's still pretty
1: cool. And, and they take that money and make moves. the Academy
0: free and uh, do other changes that we all hope to do, but don't it's really gonna be think.
1: Amazon, right? They're going to put Amazon on the Jersey, right? If,
0: if HQ two is in DC or crystal city or or Montgomery County. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll probably be Amazon.
1: It's gotta
0: be it'll, it'll just say prime and have that smile. And lots of people have mixed feelings about it.
2: Yes. And then three years later, the team badge will be a picture of Jeff Bezos. And then four years later, Jeff Bezos will steal your money out of your pocket from you at games.
1: Oh no. He'll do that from day one. That's for sure.
2: No, no. I mean like early on, it'll be like a, a less visible scam. And then by year two, it'll be, he is just wandering the stand saying, all right, hand it over. Um, you know, with a little sack you just throw your wallet in. It's like a hold up, but um it's with, with like the
1: three dollar signs on it. Are you? Yeah, yeah.
0: So he's like a combination of Uncle Money Bags or whatever the guy from Monopoly is and the sheriff of Nottingham.
2: Uh I was thinking more of just your your standard um, you know, restaurant robbery or anything like that where people are just supposed to toss their wallet in the bag and, and uh not say anything maybe so the are, opening scene of so Pulp it's like pop fiction yeah, yeah, so yeah, are you going to right. be
0: are you going to be uh Samuel L Jackson in this or who who's uh, going to be
2: I think my my revenge will just be like my wallet won't have anything in it and he will be like oh this was a waste of my time
0: <laughs> now i need to go out and get a well somebody needs to go out and get a wallet that says badass yeah. motherfucker on it
2: That or maybe the Byzantine path to the press box might baffle him and he might just not make it up there.
0: Mm, That's true.
2: Though I will say um, uh, current uh, involved with DC United wealthy folks seem to find it pretty easily. So maybe it's not as confusing as I like to think.
0: Who knows? Hey, hey, welcome in. This is Filibuster, the Black and Red United podcast, and your ears do not deceive you. This is an extra episode this week. It'll be a short episode. We're not going to... Look back too much more on D.C. United's one nothing win over Toronto FC to put them on the verge of the playoffs into the playoff positions, in fact, um, with just two games to go this season. Uh, I'm Adam Taylor, joined by Jason Anderson, Ben Bromley. We're all from blackandredunited.com. Uh, in a little bit, we're going to be talking about NYCFC, who are coming to Buzzard Point on Sunday at 3 o'clock, part of a massive slate of games all the eastern conference games are at three o'clock on sunday because it's the second to last week of the season so we're going to talk about that in just a minute before you do though ben what are you drinking
1: i am drinking a hardywood park craft brewery uh pills it's a german style pilsner and german style pilsners are not my favorite i prefer a uh multi or check style pilsner but this one's all right and it was free, so I'm going to drink it.
0: Okay. Free beer is good. Jason. Yeah. Uh,
2: I went with a dark and stormy. Um, so if, I, I don't have the, I'm out of Gosling's um, ginger beer. I still have plenty of Gosling's rum. Um, so instead I've got the, it's just called Q. Um, I don't know where else it sells. I know it's sold at target, which is the only place I find it at, but um, it's uh if you, if you find it, it's smaller cans with like a white and purple label. Um, they're pretty good. Uh it's pretty good ginger beer. It, it's more punchy than most uh ginger beers, which I I like. I, I prefer it to yeah, be like that. I like so, punchy. Um, yeah, it's uh but other than that, it's the classic uh dark and stormy cocktail.
0: I've got a blended scotch from Compass Box Whiskey Company, their great King Street Glasgow blend. Uh it's it's nice, it's smoky, a little bit of peaty. Um there's some, some interesting flavors happening in there. Um, not not super expensive, just nice, relatively accessible scotch. The Pigeons are coming to Audi Field. Uh, DC United on the back of four-game winning streak, and what is it now, eight unbeaten? Uh, they are playing... It is their, eight. Their, their, eight unbeaten? That is so crazy. Jason, you wrote a thing today about this form that united are in and it's almost unmatched over 23 years yes. which is crazy to think about uh e- even with the assistance of a homestand but they're getting results and they're gonna try to get one more at Audi field during this regular season last regular season home game and i can actually put that qualifier there uh they're not guaranteed the playoffs like i said earlier they they need uh a result in this one to to guarantee it or a loss from Montreal, but not a result. A win. Yeah. Not a result. A win. Yeah. In this one. Um, in my mind at home, a result means a win and on the road, a result means a draw. but that's not what's in my head. Isn't necessarily clear (laughs) for the rest of the world. As I've learned over nearly 35 years on this planet. Uh, anyway, uh, this game will be on ESPN+. Plus. It's 3 o'clock Sunday, along with all the rest of the Eastern Conference games. Uh, Jason, what is... I guess there's one big possible change for the Pigeons. We we talked to Raf about a month ago and saw that wild one-to-one draw up in the Bronx, um, but they still seem to be struggling to the extent that they're even playing games right now, but they, they have a big name coming back.
2: Yeah. It sounds like uh young hell Herrera. I think their plan, they haven't played a game in the month of October and like about a week ago, they started letting it n- be known that young hell Herrera probably was going to be able to play a few minutes in this one. Um, his injury back very early in the season was supposedly going to be season ending. Um, and it kind of completely gutted their midfield plans because he is the Russell Canals of that midfield. He is the legs. Um, but he's
0: Russell Canals who's under contract with Manchester city.
2: Yeah. Um, young Hel Herrera is, um, uh, uh, actually junior Moreno's national team teammate. Um, but he's a huge deal. Um, and, you know, I think his injury, I'm looking for it now. I think it was in May. Um, and if you look at the form guide, you can kind of see um, things. They they were okay for a little while there, and then things have really tailed off. Um, teams figured out how to how to beat them basically without uh, Herrera. They don't have that ball winning presence, that that connecting presence that gets um, that makes that mid. Because when, when you've got Herrera and you've got Alexander Ring and you've got Maxi Morales, that's an excellent midfield. That's one of the best in the league. Um, If you take Herrera out of the equation and you're trying to replace him with, you know, Eloy Amagat or um, Ronald uh, Maturita playing out of position, um, Ebenezer Ofori is not bad for a young player, but he's not Herrera. Um, It's showed. Uh, They have really, really missed him. Um, Again, probably not going to start. It's probably only 15 minutes and you have to assume he's going to be pretty rusty, though. I think we would have assumed Nick DeLeon would have been rustier given his uh, two minutes played in 20 games and then just going 90. Um, so maybe he'll be fitter than we expect. But um, yeah, it's, it's potentially, it might not make a huge difference for this game with DC, but they've also got uh, games after. They've got a game after that to build his fitness. And it might be the kind of thing that helps them get out of this tailspin just in the nick of time for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, if he comes in and, and is in form, um, Dom Torrent is is going to have a potentially completely different team on, on his hands, one that actually can play the way he, he seems to want to with NYCFC. It's like he's trying to play us. I think one of the reasons he's probably been tinkering and, and changing so much about them week by week is because he doesn't have the the rug to tie the room together in uh, young hell Herrera. Okay. And once he has that, I think he can, uh, it, NYCFC could turn around surprisingly quickly. I think because the Eastern conference playoffs weren't already enough of a bloodbath. Uh, it, it, NYC could, could make it even more interesting. I think um, let's see another name that that has been talked about with NYCFC lately, n- almost more for, for, what he can do outside of that club is Ben Sweat, American fullback, played for the U.S. Uh, in in their recent friendlies. Had a bad half, made up for it with a decent second half.
1: He had I- a bad day.
0: No, oh. Benjamin.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Why would you?
1: I'm just here to put bad early 2000s brainworms into your brains.
0: You're gonna start singing Hoobastank any minute now, aren't
1: you? I actually don't know any Hoobastank. Uh,
0: well, like not not off the top of way. my head. With Be grateful way. for small mercies. <laughs> uh, I, I don't necessarily want to talk about Ben Sweat or or the U.S. national team <laughs> or, at or this Hoobastank. point. Or definitely don't want to talk about Hoobastank. But there was uh, a <laughs> he. I thought he was worth at least mentioning. We don't have to get into it any more than that. Uh, let's see. NYCFC in the the standings right now. Currently, I think six points ahead of DC United uh, in third place. Uh, they're on 53 points. United are on 47, which means there's a mathematical chance that DC United can catch NYCFC in the standings. Which is insane. Uh, yeah. And if they do, they would be tied on wins because DC United would have to win their last two games. NYC mm-hmm. would have to lose theirs. Uh, that would put them both on 15 wins. The next is goal differential, I think, yeah, is the next so tiebreaker, which DC right now
2: to win this game by a blowout. Uh, to yeah, right now,
0: there's there's a six goal difference. So if that that can be made up in the, those two kind of games, it just one be, of them is the main essentially is, every goal is double
2: right you you basically have to most likely have to put three a three nothing or a four one kind of win on well uh, a three
0: nothing win right that that erases the entire difference all at once because it's right essentially minus three for n y c m and plus three for d c so that's a net of six just right there right. um and then goals four is the next tiebreaker if somehow that one ends up tied and United are actually ahead on that one right. Um, I, which I doubt nyc has
2: scored more goals this season than a team with david Villa and maxi morales and all those other guys yeah it's um, wild just take your take a second to think about that
0: thanks lucha
1: <laughs> thanks Rooney.
2: yeah um but yeah they're they're looking i i i saw i i haven't listened to it i saw that extra time radio was talking about the eastern conferences uh playoff week link i don't know i haven't looked on twitter to see who that might be um if i had to guess it's probably either nycfc or columbus right now um based on form it's probably nycfc uh columbus has not been much better though they've only got one win in the last five um so there are there are openings here like for the longest time we've all been thinking just go over the red line just get over the red line but uh there's a there's a chance i mean it's a very small chance but there's a chance of getting a home playoff game guaranteed rather than having to win on the road to then get a home playoff game
0: yeah Uh, right now the problems with that even assuming nycfc loses columbus's last two are at orlando and home against minnesota right two of the worst like
1: four teams in the league two
0: of i would say by far the the worst two teams in the league
1: Colorado. Colorado Rapids would like to talk to you about that and so would San Jose.
0: I think Colorado just went to Minnesota and smacked them around. They did. But that's yeah. that was one of those like MLS's weird results. Um <laughs> I think it was an a Minnesota is bad result. Yeah, that's true. It was an Adrian Heath is coaching this team result.
1: How can he still have a job? I mean, I know that's not the point of this episode, but you know, anyway. I, I, I don't this... think
0: I think Columbus is going to rectify their, their form situation going into the playoffs yeah, because the scheduling gods gave them a nice cushy uh, landing spot. Philadelphia is playing well. I, I don't even know who they're playing and I, I don't think it matters. Uh, they are
2: playing the Red Bulls at home and at oh. NYCFC.
0: Oh, um, so they, the, they could, the bad could. News is that they
2: usually do very well against the Red Bulls. They've been a pain for the Red Bulls.
0: Right. But I mean, um, if Philly, but it's
2: still so a, a good Philly, team, Yeah.
0: Let's not worry about what they do against the Red Bulls. Say they beat NYCFC, move up to fourth or move up to third. Yeah. We, there's no way we can catch both Philly and right. Cause they play NYCFC. Other, right? right. Yeah
2: but there is a chance of getting the fourth. It's just, it requires some, one of those two slipping up and then Columbus, Columbus has to drop points against a terrible team. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's not impossible. This is. Especially you know,
1: if they get distracted by their manager, probably, probably getting hired as the USMNT manager.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, I a mean, what point. if,
2: you know, that announcement, if it were to come out, uh, what if it came out in the next, you know, Ten days because US soccer could I mean US soccer's waited so long on this they could hold off until twenty nineteen, but you know right. Um, they They'll could do it right in the midst just be the, like, the, the Hey guys, stash. you know, US soccer has definitely not paid attention to the needs of domestic leagues. Oh, no. uh, so you could just see them being like, Oh, hey guys, uh we hired Greg Berhalter effective today. Uh he's no longer Columbus's head coach, and that's that. Um, or even if,
1: even if they left it to the end of the season, they could still just announce it and it would still wreck everything. Right. If that's right. what happened.
2: Um, so, yeah, I could see U.S. soccer doing any of those things. Uh, it's all plausible because the organization is still a mess. So, um, yeah, who knows? Um, but I, I think uh, just the fact that we're even having this conversation about the prospect of D.C. possibly getting higher than sixth place is amazing. The fact that they're even in sixth place is pretty amazing because the margin of error has right. been so thin for so long. Um so it's uh it's wild. It's wild to even think about. Sure
0: is. So let's look at this game. Uh we remember back September eighth, DC United really kind of gave up all of the ball to uh NYCFC. There seems to be a helicopter going over me. Uh enjoy the extra audio dynamics listeners um, United essentially just gave up the ball got their goal hunkered in and nearly wrote it out until a David via free kick um, beat Bill Hamid do you expect that same kind of thing or the, this weekend Jason or do you think United comes out and tries to play and press and 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 take the game to NYC a little bit
2: Uh, I mean, I certainly expect them to have a lot more of the ball um, just because they're at home. They've tended to, for the most part, try and have more of the ball. Um, The teams that they've actually been willing to stand off of have been Atlanta out of necessity and Montreal to try and confuse Montreal. Um, Against Atlanta, it worked because everyone went in knowing. I mean, even Atlanta knew that that was going to happen. I'm assuming they were like, yeah, we know what the D.C. is going to do, and they just as they have most of the time been unable to solve that problem. Um, against Montreal, I'd actually, even though the score was five, nothing, I still don't think it actually worked very well. Um, I think they will try and put, I mean, with New York, the thing is they've got difference makers who are good in possession, which means you don't want them to have possession. If you're giving them the ball, they're going to have, they want the ball. Um, so I think DC is going to play a little higher up the field, be a little more aggressive. Um, I think we're going to see them try and maybe um, play at a little higher tempo, um, which might be a little difficult given the number of games they've had to play, but they are getting some people back. Well, um, oh, yeah, it is. And,
1: and, and as opposed to that game uh, in September, they're going to have Areola back, probably starting. They're going to have Assad back starting. They're going to have De Leon back starting. That was the game that they had four people on the bench. So they're gonna have a lot right. different team yeah, that's a good point. At, right. back in that September um, game. And Har- yeah. Yeah, Hark started uh uh wide right in that game next to Acosta and Segura, and that's gonna be a lot different uh yes. this time around.
2: So uh yeah, I think I think they are going to be certainly i think they're going to be more aggressive um more willing to take risks um with the ball without the ball um and, and i think it's you know it's not the the worst setup because if you look at new york's last few road games you know they gave up two against minnesota in a loss they gave up a 1-1 against montreal um they lost 2-1 at columbus they lost 2 0 at Philadelphia. So they are on a good run of getting road results. Even their last road win, they gave up two goals in that game. So um, this is a team that you probably should go try and, and attack. Um, defensively, they haven't been terrible, but they haven't been anything to fear. They're not, you know, you look at Dallas and you say, okay, that's a really good defensive team. They're going to be a real problem to, to, to crack that one open. Um, but NYCFC has given up 41 goals and. That number has climbed up over time. Um, Early in the season, they were really good. Now, not so much. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to see United trying to get um, get up the middle uh, because as long as Herrera is not in the game, that's kind of a weak a weak point for NYCFC. If if they send out Amagat again, um, I mean, he's like we talked about this last time uh, when Roth was on. Amagat's a guy. He's certainly (laughs) a a person able to run around on a soccer field. Um, He's certainly better
1: than any of us at professional soccer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, He would be, if he joined this podcast, he would instantly make us a better soccer playing podcast. Um, (laughs) But I don't think our listeners listen to this show for our soccer playing ability. Um, And I don't know that Eloy Amagat would be the best. I I bet he wouldn't be the best podcaster. Um, (laughs) We might have uh, a beat there. But yeah, yeah. if that's the way they go, um, or if they go with James Sands, who's, uh, only, I, th- I don't know if he turned, uh, 18 yet. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, they've, they've, you know, they will bring some different players to the table. Turn 18 um, in July. Well, okay. So, um, you know, if they bring him in, that's still a player that I think he's a high potential player, but he's not necessarily a Chris Durkin level, uh, player at that age. Um, you know they do have um who am I thinking of um, um Shradi has been playing lately, but if they play a diamond which they've played in their two of their last three they've stuck with the diamond that they played against d c there's not really a natural place for him they they would have to play him as a forward and he's more of a wide man um so yeah I it's a little hard to predict when a team doesn't play for an entire month um as to what they're actually going to look like. But um, I assume that they're going to be a little more dangerous than they were in the last meeting, but also that DC is going to be much more dangerous than they were in the last meeting. So um, I, I kind of, I kind of have the feeling we might see a high scoring game here. Um, it might be a game where it just sort of back and forth. We've seen this happen before too, where DC plays uh New York city in a late season game and the game is dramatic. And um, you know, I, Mentioned to Stephen Streff last night, as soon as I, the or, or, almost as soon as I got there, the um, 2015 game where Saborillo scored scored uh, mm-hmm. very late in a pouring rainstorm to clinch a playoff spot. And yeah, I think that be, game ended three to one rain or something. Or something. Uh, I think it was only two to one. Um, so it wasn't that high scoring, but it was dramatic and it was kind of an mm-hmm. intense game. Um, aided by the weather Sunday. I don't think it's supposed to rain. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I don't think it's supposed to rain, Um, but it will still be potentially a pretty dramatic game. It feels like, because I think these are two teams that are still going to be better at going forward than they are in the back though. DC's last two games are evidence that they are rapidly getting better uh, defending the box, especially. Right.
0: So Sunday, uh, national weather service is forecasting a high of 55 game. will be at three. So it'll be, around that high temperature, I would assume, and sunny. Nice. So cool and sunny.
1: Good fall weather.
0: Yeah, very, very fall weather. Man, in the 50s, it was 90 days ago.
1: Yeah, it sucked.
0: (laughs) That's fair. Ben, are you secretly um, Mr. Fall Sweater Man?
1: I love the fall. Fall is my fall and spring are my favorite seasons, and I do love a sweater. I can't deny. So <laughs> yes, basically yes.
0: Do you prefer pullover or cardigan?
1: I like both. I mean, my librarian roots scream cardigan, but I also well, love a good pullover.
0: We we know all of your sweaters and all of your sport coats have pads on the elbows. That that's been a statue. Actually
1: I have not. I have no pads. I actually have no pads.
0: I've won. Give you something. I'm gonna talk to your wife. Ben, and I, I
1: have a, I have a sword
2: coat with a uh, leather patches on the elbow.
1: I mean you can talk to my so wife about them. it. She'll she'll just be like, no, you're not giving him a thing <laughs> with pads on it. Uh you should talk to me about the pads, because I would be more amenable to that.
0: Ben, get yourself. Treat what yourself. What are they for? What are they for? Are you nothing? Are
1: you, they're for nothing.
2: Is it to elbow people? Is that what's going on? Maybe. Is that what librarians, in uh, once you get high enough in the trade, they start teaching you about elbowing people, and they
0: would, but you can't tell anyone about it.
1: I mean, it is about. It, it probably is about librarian jujitsu. I mean, that is okay. our secret.
0: <laughs> I like that he just opened it. I was going to say, Ben, you probably can't say anything, but blink twice. <laughs> Anything else on this game?
2: Uh, at least from an NYCFC perspective, I mean, they're still a decent team. Like don't let the form guide necessarily indicate that um, this is a little like TFC where they are in bad form and they aren't playing at the height of their powers by any means, but there's still a ton of good players on this team. Um, even if, you know Herrera doesn't play. You know they've still got Tajouri Shradi. They've still got um, David
1: Villa is always
2: David Villa is always against DC United. Um, they've still got else. really good defenders. Um, I mean, this is a team that's good enough where Rodney Wallace barely gets any minutes. Um, Matarita has played really well against DC in the past. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of just really good players on that that squad, and and maybe they're not well coached anymore. Um, but there's still a problem. There's still a, a they can be a very dangerous team if DC lets them be very dangerous. And so um I think the main from a DC perspective, I think the main thing should be taking control of this game early and not letting NYCFC start to um believe that they're the team that's gonna come in and, and DC is going to run a form. I think making that statement early in the game would be pretty big i I think whoever is controlling this game early is going to be the team that ends up winning the game um especially for dc playing so many games in a row like this Mm -hmm. um and we've seen the last two they've looked a little tired um i think this is a game where they they can't afford to be trailing they can't afford to have to chase one more game down um go get it
0: early even if they're form isn't great NYCFC or not Chicago or Minnesota. They're not a team you can necessarily afford to just let off the hook so many times. Cause once they put you behind, they're probably going to keep you there. Uh, you think we have time for one super quick Twitter box question that we got just now? It looks like we do. All right. Uh, Murr, at Murr, DCU, M U R R DCU on Twitter asks us at filibuster DCU, after Nick DeLeon's performance last night, how would you rank our current right back options if all were healthy? So, just to go through those options really quickly Nick DeLeon, who is the top healthy fullback right now, Chris, uh, Chris Aduyacham, who is fighting cancer and done for the year. Get better, Chris. We are all behind you. We all got your back. Uh, O'Neal Fisher, who had played a lot, really come, came into the position super fast, uh, out for the year. Jalen Robinson, center back, not a right back, emergency option. Paul Areola, who is an option there, but as, as Ben has Devon, uh, explained many times correctly, Paul Areola is better, closer to goal. So how would you rank those? We don't have to go into an end up discussion, but what's your ranking?
1: I'm gonna go Nick DeLeon very slightly over O'Neill Fisher, and then everybody else. <laughs> um, I think it's probably
2: DeLeon, and then Fisher, maybe by a little more of a margin than than Ben, and then third. You know, at home, third at home is probably Ariola. Third away is maybe.
0: Oh, we forgot, Ellis we forgot
1: Kevin Ellis too. Yeah, exactly. okay, Kevin um, Ellis
0: is in there. That's right. Right, and my, you know, my
1: last is my last is Paul Ariella, because I never want to see it ever. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, yeah, you know, if if everyone is healthy across the board, then he's not really going to play right back at all. But um, yeah, yeah, in a in a pure right back depth chart, ignoring all the other realities and other positions, um, I think he might even actually be better than Fisher um but we also if Fisher is healthy there's no reason for Ariola to ever be playing there so um we probably never have to deal with that problem it's probably Dalyone then Fisher then Ariola
0: yeah if if there are other healthy options um if Fisher or Dalyone is an option there the only reason to put Ariola at right back would be is if late game if you just need a a super attacking uh, sub of some kind or if zoltán stieber is playing uh in in the form of his career just scoring goals for fun and you can't take him off the field you want to get Ariola out there and so that that would be a way to do that but
1: i'm i'm, I'm still I just
0: 100% don't.
1: against Ariola playing right back because we signed him to be a D, dp winger he's a great dp winger
0: he has keep gotten him, better. His form on the outside him on has the improved. He, he struggled a little bit when he moved back to the outside after playing in that number eight role where he really found his, his footing this year. Right. Um. But, but he started to pick it up again on the outside, two goals in his last outing at, at the position. So hopefully he can pick up where he left off. We are going to leave off right now. Thank you all for listening. DC United plays NYCFC Audi field buzzard point. 3 p.m. Sunday afternoon if you can't be there watch on ESPN plus or your local Sinclair station all the other MLS games will also be on ESPN plus or on big ESPN I forget which game got flexed for that one but uh they're all going to be played at once it's going to be wild um if you're in the stadium though there's only one game to focus on DC United can clinch a playoff berth so watch it be there if you can uh that's it for us thank you all for listening BlackandredUnited.com, uh, Patreon.com slash filibuster if you want to support us financially. We're on Twitter at filibuster at black and red plus all our personal ones, filibusterpodcast at gmail.com, iTunes SoundCloud, whatever podcatcher you use. Ratings and reviews help us. Telling other people about the show really helps us. Uh and that's uh that's it for us. For Jason and Ben, we'll talk at you again real soon. I'm Adam. Say goodbye, Jason. Hello. That's not what I told you to say.
1: (laughs) Is it me you're looking for?